Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. What do we call this one? The Kiwis. Get them the taste stuff. Kiwis. Oh, we. Um, hey, welcome into exclusive podcast material for Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, except it's Kempi and Louie for post-breakfast coffee, a little croissant, and I think we should name the podcast The Key is, is the in wee. the wee. Yeah. How do you get David, David Kidwell feels when he sees a, oh, a spot announced? I love I love Kitty too. He's a good bloke and you know, just uh it was really unfortunate about the timing and you know, the Tongan beasts taking the, the stance at that time and losing players right on the eve of his selection for the World Cup and uh coming out with the famous key is in the Wii. Mate Infamous. Know, it's infamous. It is and, and he'll see the that side of there where they, you can there can be a bit of banter, um, but yeah, look, we're here to talk about the wider squad that was named Louis and the Kiwi side. I just talked to one of the boys out the back, you know, and I said, make sure that you actually understand that this is probably one of the best Kiwi teams that we've named in a long, long time. It actually is, and oh, it's not. A, we don't have to. Um, we can let let bygones be got bygones. David Kidwell. Adam Blair chewing that gum after the Fiji loss in Wellington. Mate, there was a lot of bad things about the World, the World Cup. The, the losses to Fiji, uh, the losses to Tonga, you know, not getting through to the final on our, on our home soil. Um, but this year we're going up to the UK to, to play in the World Cup that's a year late. It was meant to be in 2021. They pushed it out to 2022. And I think we've got the making of a really good side to threaten both Australia and, and the Tongans and England. Kim, genuinely when you look at this wider squad... And what I'm going to do is we're going to, I'm going to rattle through the names now and then we're going to pick a couple out. But when you look at it, just the general makeup of it, this would, this, this is probably like an all-star, an NRL all-star side. Yeah, there are obviously names you'd take from the Australian and Tongan sides, but this is super stacked. Well, when you look at this side, like I know they've named it in alphabetical order. They've done the opposite of what the Tongans have done and named them in the positions, what the Kiwis have done is they've named them in alphabetical order. I actually think they should do what the All Blacks do. And the All Blacks name them in, in key groups. So you say, here's our hookers, here's our front rowers, here's our halves, our, our, our inside and our outside backs. Or should we do it? Well, that's, the, that, that's how I would like to do it. I'd actually, because that way, you're actually going to feel why this is actually a really, really good Kiwi team. Yeah, okay, let's go for it. Okay, well, let's, should we start, we'll start at the back, eh? Should we start with the outsides? Yep, so if you have a look at the outside backs, there's some really good players in the side. Uh, none, none better than um, you've got Ronaldo um, Mulitolo from Cronulla, who's been outstanding on the wing for Cronulla. You saw what he's done. He, he missed the state of origin last year. He's now back in the New Zealand side. I think he's one of the form wingers of the competition. Uh, he, if the Warriors announced they'd signed Ronaldo Mulitalo, I'd go and buy a season pass. A hundred percent. He's you know, box office. So he's first, he's probably the first bloke in that, in that uh, jersey. Then you look over to Jordan Rapana. Like he, man, he can cover fullback and wing and he's played really, really well for the Raiders. He's back in the side this week. Loves a Kiwis jumper. And well, 
Mate, he reminds me of you know that Richie Blackmore. They they play such similar football and can turn it on a on a dime. So you know when you're looking at that, you obviously had Joseph Manu. Like he, he as he picked him, he said, you know, if there was ever a bloke to go to rugby, I'd like Joseph okay. Manu to go. Okay, there. okay. What about this though? So you you we're we're going outside backs. You think Joseph Manu is an outside back in this squad? Well, I pick him. This is how I pick the outside backs. I pick him from. The centres and the wingers. Okay. Yep. So you go Joseph Manu. You know you, they've got Ken Mamalo as a as a cover for the wingers, um, but you've also got Peter Hiku in there covering the centres. So if you have a look at that, that see that back four that need to carry tackle two, tackle one, mate. Peter Hiku f- footwork, Joseph Manu footwork, um, Mulatolo and and Rapana out of dummy half and off the first strong receiver, and strong speed. Carry. It's just a really, really strong outside back. Dallin Watine Zelezniak is the only Warriors. Very lucky side. to make the side, but you know you got to remember that Madge uh, had him as Kiwi captain. I, I thought it was a really strange uh, announcement as captain and the time having a winger named as captain. But he's obviously doing something right for Madge to pick him again. I think he's been picked on historical um, selections. He's the bloke who's probably the most luckiest, luckiest bloke in the team at the moment to be picked. Okay, so who have we missed any centres, or is that that's about that? All yeah, right. no, that's that's the that's the outside backs. Um, Malmalo, Mulitalo, we've got Jordan Rapana, we've got Dallin Watini Zelezniak. Oh, well, Tamari Martin, let's talk about him, because he's a guy who's really – he he has been – lit a fuse under the – Brisbane Broncos. What do you think Tamari Martin's best position is if you look at him in the context of this wider squad? Well, he covers a, he covers a number of positions, first and foremost. So he covers the halves and plays fullback. You know what I mean? So the best thing about him is if you have a look at what he's brought to the Brisbane Broncos um, team alongside Adam Reynolds, is he's brought the linkage between what Reynolds can do and manage a game and keep it close and sort out the middle of the park and then shift it to those edge players that are really good and Katoni Staggs and so on. So in this side here, you've got to think about the linkage between um, the halfbacks in the in the Kiwi team, which we'll get to, and Tamari Martin being that, that linkage out to Manu and Hiku. Mm. He's going to set that outside, that outside edges uh, on fire. So he's our number one. That's, they'll, they'll pick him at number one. That's why he's in the side. He's doing such a good job for Brisbane. Um, but he's the start of the spine. But Because then when you look at the spine, Jerome Hughes out of Melbourne. He, for me, is up in the top three halfbacks in the competition. That is, you know, we heard Frankie Panisi talk about signing Jerome Hughes. He said he's a future captain of the club. He should be named captain of the Kiwi team. That's the first thing that Matt should do. He should give it to Jerome and say, you're the future of the Kiwi team. You've got this job, just like they did with Gary Freeman for a number of years. Okay, so give Jerome the Kiwi, the cap, the Kiwi captaincy and let's get on with it. But outside him, the most exciting break that I've seen in the competition for the last two years is Dylan Brown, the Northlander. So they brought Dylan Brown into the side. They've left out uh, Cody Nakareem and Sean Johnson, mate. No brainer. No brainer. What a selection! Absolutely, speed off the mark is outstanding. He'll cut teams mate. up if they if they cut teams up. He cuts players in half. Have you seen him hit? And and the other side of the coin, defensively for a, for a mid range player size wise, he can defend. So. Him at seven, uh, Jerome at seven, him at six, tomorrow Martin at, at one, mate, you've got the shape of an absolute outstanding spine. And and like I said on the breakfast show, probably the best looking spine when you add Brandon Smith to it at hooker. So Brandon Smith at hooker, Jerome Hughes and Dylan Brown, Dylan Brown in the halves. 
Joseph Manu, Peter Hooku centers. Jordan Rapana, Ronaldo Mulitalo wings. And Tamari Martin as your fullback. And, and mate, and now you're getting excited. <laughs> now you're getting excited. Now you're, now you're saying we've got a first-class back line that can compete against Australia. Well, that's your benchmark. Can they compete, compete against the likes of Australia? Probably towel up the, the Poms, and I don't think, I don't think um, the Tongans are going to get anywhere near them. Oh, mate, not when you've got that amount of NRL experience. Now you look at the forwards, all right? And when we're talking NRL experiment, experience, look at the guys that Melbourne produces, well, the Kiwis that have played for Melbourne. The first three up here, if you go in alphabetical order, Nelson Asafa Solomona, Jesse Bromwich, Kenneth Bromwich, Kenny Bromwich. These guys have been to the pinnacle of the sport time and time again, and it's so great whenever they turn out for the Kiwis, and they always do, those men love playing for New Zealand. Well, it's going to be a really hard one for Madge because he's going to have to decide whether or not he plays Joseph Tarpana from Canberra in the in the middle before Jesse Bromwich and brings Jesse off the bench or vice versa. For me, the middle is the hardest um, group of players to pick to start and come off the bench for the Kiwis. He's going to have to pick six, maybe seven uh, players. I would, I would think that uh, Joseph Tarpana and James Fisher-Harris out of Penrith Arguably the best two players in the competition. Fisher for their Harris clubs. is the first forward on pace. Hundred percent. He he is he is going off the NRL last year. The best front row in the competitions. Come out of a premiership winning team and is and just getting better. The boy from Northland and Jordan. Um, sorry, um, Tarpene has been unbelievable uh, with Josh Papali down in Canberra this year. So. They would be my starting starting middle. Jesse Bromwich has to be in there, and I think I think the other player that's making his debut. If you look at Moses Liotta, oh man, all right, and the speed, the leg speed, and the change of a game, you can get him coming off the bench as well. Man, they've got some punch through the middle. What about Isaac Liu and Aaron Clark? A couple of Titans players. Yep. So you've got Isaac Liu. I think he he probably be most of the thirteen. He's got a little bit of a ball play. So you want a middle bloke in the in that ball playing position, uh, such as Isaiah Yell. And I think Isaac Louis can do that for the Kiwi. So maybe he gets the thirteen jersey. Aaron Clark. Aaron Clark, ex Warrior. Yeah. By right. the way, he's covering the hooking hooking position off the bench. So he's possibly down for the fourteen jersey. But the other bloke that they've named as well, Kieran Foran, is probably. Gonna gonna beat him in that battle, and it's it's a chance for Aaron Clark to get in the side because they're gonna have to carry two hookers up to the competition in the World Cup. Kieran Foran, really interesting. Um, not a name we mentioned in the starting backline because I I think it would be. Well, look, to be honest, it actually depends what Madge wants. If Madge wants a safe pair of hands and wants a guy out there to lead them around the park and understands what it is to be a Kiwi, sure. Kieran Foran hasn't has been playing really good footy for Manly. You wouldn't go get a new contract at his age if he wasn't. Do you think there's a world in which Kieran Foran could chisel his way in, or do you think just having his presence in camp to be around Jerome Hughes, to be around Dylan Brown is enough? Well, that's, a, again, you know, like like the middle, that's the decision he's going to have to make, whether it's uh, stability and starting Kieran Foran and wearing it early and then bringing Dylan Brown on, or just throwing Dylan Brown the jersey and trusting him and knowing that Kieran Foran can come off the bench when, when he's needed to just carry the team over if anyone needs to have a break. So I would go for the I would go for the the um, Dylan Brown starting. I think Dylan Brown needs. I think the spine they need to get it working straight away before the World Cup. So they don't have too many games leading into it. Okay, so a couple of names that we haven't mentioned yet, which uh, look have been all of these guys have been in hella NRL form. That's why I'm saying this is like an NRL All Stars side. It's so exciting. 
Uh, we have got Scotty Sorensen, who's playing at the Panthers. Scotty Sorensen, over the moon that he's making um, his first appearance for the Kiwis. He, he like Moses Liotta, has been outstanding, won a grand final last year, great middle player. Jordan Ricci, who's playing for Brisbane. Well, he's a he's a big, tall, ranging outside um, back row, and that, this is the other area that we haven't covered off yet. So Jordan Ricci, along with Brinton uh, Nakora, uh, Marata Nuakore, and on the other side there, you put Jesse uh, Kenneth Bromwich in at that back row, is where do you start with it? Do you go for Jordan Ricci over Brinton Nakora, and do you go for Kenneth Bromwich out there, the left side, um, or... Maratan uh, Nuakore. For me, Brinton Nuakore starts on uh, the right side and Kenneth Bromwich starts on the left side. Completely agree. I think there's a safe pair of hands and I think those guys are both in sensational form. Uh, and yeah, that, that's we've mentioned every name in the squad so there's far. There's one more missing here and he's a West Coast boy and this boy's a giant. He plays up with the Cowboys and he's been outstanding Ooh. coming off the bench. His name is Griffin, Griffin Nam. Um, Nam, he's he is outstanding, mate. If, you know, the, the thing I like about front rows, if they've got red hair, then the, we should be all over him at the Warriors. We, he is going to be an outstanding front row. Another one from the West Coast, like the Brent, like the Brent uh, Stewarts that come over into the NRL, make a name for themselves. He's a young kid. I think he's twenty. He's going to be in a Kiwi team for a long, long time. I just, you know, it's not often you look at squads across any sport and you say you've managed to name a team of form players, but also get a mix of youth that look to the future. And it's actually really interesting because I don't know who exactly is on the selection panel, but obviously Madge McGuire is a huge part to play in it. And him being based in Australia is probably not a shock to see only one Warriors player in there. We've mentioned no Sean Johnson, uh, no Torhu Harris. It's probably a surprise. But somehow this squad at face value, and when you dig a bit deeper, hits both form, experience, and future. Yeah, it does. Like, Toru Harris is retired, okay? So he's retired from international football, so he's, oh, he's right. not available no, for selection. Very good point. But you've got Sean Johnson and Cody Nikarima that have done quite a good job for the Kiwis previously, left out of the side. They're, they're the two names that people are talking about at the moment. But if you look at the side, where do you put them? Like you don't put them in front of any of the spine that have been named because no. they are, you know, they've, you've got Melbourne spine, Parramatta spine, you've got Tamari Martin sitting up there in the top five with Brisbane, and you've got you know a hooker and Brandon Smith that is just outstanding. So where do you put them? You can't put them anywhere. Well, Karen, Karen Foran deserves a spot. And Karen Foran is in form. So leaving them out is, is great. And you're dead right about the naming of the squad. They've named it on form. They haven't named it previously like we have done in years mm, previous mm. about players that are just Kiwis playing in the competition. There's that much competition for positions at the moment, but the beauty about the competition um, for positions is that if you look through the squad, squad, they're all in the top of the competition. And you're right, Kimpy. And then the other thing is International Rugby League over the last half a decade has been a, a real hodgepodge of rules, eligibility debates, who wants to put their allegiance where. I just think this is a oh Isaiah Papali'i again another guy who's in superb form. I just noticed his name. Um, this this is a team of Kiwis that want to play for New Zealand, and they are actually all Kiwis. You know, like they, these guys are all true blue New Zealanders who are apply, applying their trade. The shape of the face of the NRL is different. Only having one warrior in the squad tells you a lot about the Warriors and how long they've been away from New Zealand. Yeah, but we, you know. If you are a Warriors fan like I am, you look at this and it just really re reestablishes the point that 
There is so much talent coming out of New Zealand. The NRL is nothing without New Zealand. And that, and that's right. And and the Warriors need to get their, their backyard sorted so that they can hold some of these players and don't let the good ones go like Aaron Clark. Um, and, and and also what we were talking about, uh, Isaiah Papali'i. Mm. Like Isaiah Papali'i, for instance, will be fighting it out with Isaac Liu to, to play in that number 13 jersey because he's there for Parramatta at the moment and he has got a little bit of a passing game, but he can switch to the middle like that. So whether they whether they start with him, carry Isaac Lewis on the bench, again, that, that middle part and that passing this, that passing connect to the spine is going to be one of Madge's headaches. Yeah, completely agree. One name, most excited about. Oh, for me, I reckon Jerome Hughes. I think Jerome, after talking to Frankie Panisi and getting a real good understanding of where Jerome Hughes in, is in the Melbourne structure, Jerome Hughes could could eventually be one of New Zealand's all-time great players. Wow. Deep breath, everybody. Me? Ronaldo. Sue Mulitalo. Man, I'm so excited <laughs> to see his name wash up here after the, the origin shambles from last year. Uh, when I, whenever you we and we've got to play the uh, Cronulla Sharks a couple of times this year, he's just fun. He's box office. What a team! What a squad! What would you say best since? I think it's the best I've seen since probably 2013, 2012. Uh, sorry, 2011, 2012 when they hit number one. Okay, so 2008 when the World best Cup. Best in a decade. 2011, 2012. Best, best in a decade. Yep. I'm really excited about this team. And not only for the Tongan game, but I think it's a really good team for the future. Oh, bravo, Kempe. Uh Look, this has been Studio Sessions, a little bit of podcast content exclusive for you. Make sure you like and hit subscribe and you tune into all of Izzy and Kempe's podcasts. It's been Louie and Kempe today, debriefing exclusively the squad, which, by the way, it is mint. All right, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Well, you can leave because it's a podcast, but come back. See ya. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.